Welcome to the Green Industry Podcast. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take their businesses to the next level. Join us as we chat with green industry leaders to discover best practices and practical strategies to maximize profits. Now, here's your host, Paul Jamison. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. I hope business is booming in your neck of the woods. This show is all about how to have a successful, profitable lawn care landscaping business. I've been in business for over 10 years, and so I am going to share some stories today about how I did my billing wrong early on. I was uh, chasing money from the slow payers and the no payers. I'm going to share some of those stories today, and I'm also going to share best practices. There are a lot of companies across America that I've talked to that do their billing excellent. What I mean by that is the money comes in on time. Uh, you know, they're ahead of the game with the cash flow. And uh, I, what I think is smart as a business owner is we always want to be studying businesses that are more successful than ours, that are bigger than ours, and studying what they're doing well. It's called best practices. You, you, you figure out, okay, this company is really tight on how they do their billing. So I'm going to emulate my company after what they're doing. And so I have been with this podcast and just a curious George wanting to be as efficient as possible in how I do my billing. I've kind of figured out what I think is the best way to go about billing. And so I'm going to share those best practices today. Hey, I have a new resource available called the rate increase letter. So we're going to hear a quick word about that. Then I'm going to uh, open up the show with a couple very comical stories that I think you'll uh, get a kick out of. And then we can uh, examine how we're doing our billing in our company with uh, what I think the best practices are uh, to be as efficient as possible to make sure we get paid on time, the full amount. We're going to have that conversation coming right up. The Green Industry Podcast returns in just a moment. Remember to support our sponsors who bring you the Green Industry Podcast. Hey guys, Paul here and want to share with you one of the biggest mistakes I made early on in my landscaping business and that was pricing my services too low, way too low. After constantly feeling like I was robbing Peter to pay Paul, I reached out to some mentors in the industry. They helped me identify that my prices were not fair market value and told me the solution was simple. Raise my prices. And so my accountant helped me professionally craft a rate increase letter to inform my current customers that I was raising my prices and why. This letter has been very successful in both my business and in those who have purchased my rate increase letter. The letter is available for only $20 at greenindustrypodcast.com. And of course, Mr. Producer will put that link in today's show notes. All right, friends, today we're going to talk about billing. I am, uh, I got so many good stories to share. I got to narrow it down to just a few. Uh, I think what we'll do, Marty, is we'll do another show where I'll do it all about slow payers and no payers and uh, share so many stories that it will just be a comedy hour because I got so many funny stories. And uh, it all kind of climaxed because I was, I was talking to a friend of mine and I was telling him these stories and he's been in business for you know a couple decades. And he, he asked me a question. He's like, Paul, let me ask you something. He said, do you think it's your customer's fault or the business owner's fault that you're not getting paid on time? And the conviction just hit me. I was like, ah, man, I knew he had set me up to help me realize I'm sitting here blaming my customers for not paying me on time and talking about how you know disrespectful and, and not considerate they are and all that. 
And he turned it on me and put the responsibility on me that no, as a business owner, it they they might be pulling your chain and, and dragging things on, but it's because you're not firm and you're not clear as the business owner. And they're just essentially, whether they mean to take advantage of me or not, they, you know, I wasn't getting paid on time, end of the day. And he, and I, I was blaming my customers and he helped me take my finger from pointing it at them and pointing it at me. So anyway, that was a breakthrough mentally uh, in my business. And, uh, but before I share some of these stories and then share the best practices that I think uh, we all can really make sure, look ourselves in the mirror and say, okay, that's how the big boys are doing it. Uh, is that how I'm doing it in my business? Is, is, am I wasting any time with billing? Am I leaving any money on the table? Um, so long story short, I just want to say this in context that I grew up before the internet really popped. And I remember the first time going on the internet on AOL is at my buddy's house and it you know goes like, you have mail when you sign in and we're sitting there, he's in a chat room chatting with someone. We're just, I mean, I remember, I've heard Gary Vaynerchuk share the story, his first time where he saw the internet. I remember the first time I was on the internet and it was just like, what is this? And um, so for a first few years, the internet was kind of booming there was a stigma out there that you don't put your uh, card information, your bank information on the internet. I mean, that's just, you know, the thieves are going to steal all your information if you do that. So a uh, year as, as year after year went by, I went through middle school and then high school, people started slowly talking about this more like, Hey, I bought something off the internet. And it was like, really? And uh, so I remember the first time I bought something off the internet it was an airplane ticket. It was AirTran. I think Southwest has recently bought them out, but that was like $79 to get a flight from Ohio to South Carolina to go to the beach. And I remember, you know, putting my information on there and I was all nervous and scared and I did it and I printed out my receipt. And anyway, it all worked out. I went to the airport, got on the plane and that was my first transactional flight uh, that I bought on the internet. So anyway, I say this to you kids that listen and you're like, well, that's kind of weird. But to me, I've always been kind of cautious about the internet and money. And, and for whatever reason, it's just, I, I grew up from a, from a different uh, generation. And so the early days in my business, I didn't do anything with online payments. It was, I collected cash and I collected uh, check. And so I remember getting started out, you know, I first lawn, I think this lady's paying me 25 bucks and she'd, she'd give me a check. And then I had another job, you know, for old Reggie and he'd pay me cash. And so I'm just going around the neighborhood and I started knowing that, you know, this lady's going to pay me cash. This lady's going to pay me check. And what was happening was uh, these people were paying so slow. I, I would, I would text Mrs. Stewart. Okay. So this is a real customer. And I'd say, Hey, Mrs. Stewart, I'm coming tomorrow to do your lawn. And she's like, Oh, fantastic. You know, don't forget to trim by the bank. You guys, last time you didn't trim up far enough on the bank. And then, uh, you know, I send another reminder. Okay, well, thanks. Can you make sure to leave the check this time underneath the mat? Of course, I'm going to go do it right now. Okay, thank you. Thank you. You know, so I'm, t I'm sitting here putting all this effort in to let them know that I'm coming tomorrow. So then we go and do, you know, get there in the morning. And first thing I do is I go look under the mat, lift up the mat, no check. And I'm thinking, what in the world? So I text Mrs. Store. Hey, Mrs. Store, we're here to do your lawn. I, I didn't see a check. And then, you know, she texts back. Oh, I'm so sorry, Paul. I rushed out the door this morning. I forgot to put it under there. You know, my son comes home from school at three. Just come over then and he'll give you it. He'll give you it. It's sitting on the, the desk. I just forgot to put it there. Whatever. So now we work in a neighborhood all day. Some of y'all are laughing. 
oh, we work all day in the neighborhood. I go back at three. Her son ain't there. Or if he is, he ain't opening the door. I text back, hey, no one's answering the door. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I think he went to his friend's house. I'll be back at, from work at 5.30. Can you come back there? I'll give it to you then. So, I, you know, we go do another yard, come back 5.30. She ain't home. Text her. You guys think I'm making this up. This is, this really happens a lot. She texts back, Hey, traffic's so bad. You know, we'll be, I'll be right there. And then, you know, she comes home at five 50. Uh, she wanted to talk all about the NBA finals that this was 10 years ago when LeBron was playing, you know, she knew I was a Cavs fan. She wants to talk all about the NBA finals. Now give me a check. Well, next thing you know, I don't get to check till like after six. So there's all these text messages to chase down a $30 check and this was common. I mean, this was how my business, this is how inefficient my business was. It was constantly jumping through all these hoops to get paid. And that's, uh, that was leading into the conversation I mentioned I had with one of my mentors. And he said, it's your fault, Paul. It's not their fault. It's a tough, that was a tough pill to swallow. And I said, well, what do I do different? And that's when he introduced me to prepay. He said, you do, if you got to get paid first, then you do the service. And so thankfully, this was early on in my business, I implemented, you're going to pay up front. There's no more me coming two, three, four times, then trying to collect the money. You pay up front or we don't come. And I literally stuck to that. And so that didn't solve all my problems though. Okay. So for example, back when I was getting started, I was still on the 50% down 50% uh, when we're finished plan for installations. I, I did lawn maintenance and I did installation. So I had one customer, it was a $600. Okay. And I don't do any sod for anything less than a thousand ever. But back then I was a rookie. I didn't know any better. So $600. No, no, no. It was actually that one, that job was a $1,200. I remember, I think it is, it's irrelevant, but anyway, I think it was a $1,200 side job. So 600 down and 600 up on completion. And uh, so I stick to my guns and, and, and it's one of my customers. I cut their grass for $50 and uh, they had bought a rental house in the neighborhood and it needed a, a plot of sod in the middle of the yard. And so I told him, I said, well, it's, you know, you, I, I won't order the sod until I get the check for 50% down. And I, now that I remember it, it was $600. So I told him, you know, that's, that's the policy. And they're, they're, you know, they're working me over. Well, Paul, we really need it done, you know, as soon as possible. Cause we're trying to get renters in there and it really needs the saw, you know, just putting all this pressure on me. And I stuck to my guns. I'm like, okay, well, I was like, as soon as I get the check, then, um, I'll order the sod and we'll do it immediately. So week goes by no check in the mail. Okay. Another week goes by, no check in the mail. She texts me, Hey, did you order that side yet? And I was like, I haven't got the check yet. She's like, you know, checks with it. We sent it out last week, blah, 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 blah. So anyways, like a month goes by, she's blowing up my phone. Why I haven't done the side yet. And I keep telling her I haven't got the check yet. And then a uh, long story short, she realized her husband had left it on the desk into the office and he thought he had mailed it out, but he didn't. So when you guys hear me say check in the mail, like this really happened to me multiple times. So then when I was doing their maintenance one day, they, um, you know, they taped the check uh, for the deposit to the front door. So I ordered the sod, we go out there and I text her the night before and uh, I said, Hey, we're doing the sod tomorrow morning. I just want to make sure, you know, we need to get paid before we leave the property. She lives in the neighborhood. Oh, of course, of course. Just, uh, once you're done, swing by the check will be on the door. And, uh, you know, I, 
message her back. Okay. For $600, you know, and, and we're going to bang it out first thing in the morning. So we get there. It's very, very simple saw job. Very, very simple. Um, it, you know, we, we, we had everything prepped in like an hour and we put down a pallet of sod. You know, it, it was probably like a two hour job. It was just boom, boom, crushed it. And, uh, so I get done and I text her, Hey, we just got done. I'm swinging by to pick up the check. Oh, I thought, I thought you guys would be done in the late afternoon or evening. It would take all day. And you know, we're running errands all day. We won't be home until tonight. And uh, I mean, this stuff just would make me so mad. Cause I'm, this was, you know, it's probably like 35 minutes from where I live. And now you're telling me, you know, I'm thinking, oh, Marty's over there shaking his head. I was a rookie, man. I was a rookie. And so now I got to, you know, we got to go work on the other side of town. I got to come all the way back because I ain't trust them to, you know, send the check in the mail. We've already been through that and a month went by. I didn't even get the deposit check. So then, you know, we go, we work all day and uh, I drive all the way back out later on to get the check and uh, just wasting time like they say, wind, wind, windshield time or whatever, window time sitting there driving my truck to go chase money. And um, so anyway, just because I was prepay didn't mean it solved all my problems. So you guys see where this is headed next with technology. I was, uh, I, for whatever reason, I was always skeptical about, cause I was asking people were like, Hey, do you take credit cards? Do you take a, you know, do you, do you take online payments? And I, I, for the longest time I just held out, I just didn't, it was check and cash. And so I started a project that uh, one of my uh, favorite customers, they live in Los Angeles, but uh, they have, uh, they have a, they have a lot of homes. They have like four homes, but uh, they have two homes in Georgia. They're rich, obviously. And uh, they got this lake home. It's beautiful. And so uh, they needed me to go out there. And I think we took down like a hundred trees. It, it was a, it was a fun, fun job. It was on the lake. And um, it was more than a hundred trees. Cause when a stump grinder came out, I think it was like 130 stumps he grinded. So we're sitting down out there with the chainsaw, just basically whacking down all the trees. And it was a fun, fun project, but uh, they're in Los Angeles. And so she had given me a wad of cash. She paid me up with a bunch of cash up front to cover, you know, a few weeks of the job or whatever. And then we kind of got to this point in the job where we needed more money because it, it, they, they were adding on like, Hey, we need you to do this as well. And that, you know, all that, how that goes. And, um, so they're in Los Angeles and she's like, so I'll just sell you the money. And we're actually staying at their lake house. We, we, we'd stay there and we'd, you know, go fishing at night and we'd work all day. It was a really, really fun job. And, uh, She's like, I'll just zell you the money. I was like, what do you mean you'll zell me the money? And she's like, just get a zell, connect zell to your bank and I'll zell you the money. So I go to my bank uh, in town there. I go to the branch and they're like, yeah, you don't have Zell set up right now, but whatever, but we'll set it up for you real quick. And you know, they, they set it up and then she wires me a large amount of money and bam, there it is. It's in my account within seconds. And I was like, what? That was the first time I did the whole online thing. And I was like, okay. And so then we, this was a big, big job guy. So, so then she zelled me more money. She zelled me more money and, and it got me comfortable with receiving money online. And so shortly after that, I started, you know, doing uh, a CRM and then I started doing card on file. And then I had this realization. I was like, how in the world did I never do this before? Now, when I started, we didn't really have this kind of technology, but it was just like, I cannot believe, uh, it was shocking to me how once I had my customer's cards on file and 
had my CRM, everything running through there, it's so much more simple. There's no more text to miss the store. Hey, I'm coming tomorrow. You can load up in a CRM automatically to text your customers if they want that. Some, some customers don't want that. I, I found out the hard way. I, people are like, hey, Paul, I don't, I don't care what you're eating for dinner. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, you text, your, your, your thing always texts me that you're on your way. Is this coming to the yard? I don't need a text. So like, oh, I'm so, so, so sorry. And so uh, some customers like that communication, some don't. But nevertheless, card on file, charge it the first of the month for, for lawn maintenance. And that saw job I told you about where I waited a month for the check and then I had to drive all the way back in the evening for the second check. Once you have a CRM, once you have a card on file, all that's avoided because it's like, hey, you want the job? Okay. Uh, and you can email the invoice and, and say, as soon as we receive the payment, that, um, you know, we'll get the materials ordered or get you scheduled or whatever. Now you don't have to wait on that stupid check in the mail. All you got to wait for them is to, uh, pay the invoice and store their card on file. And then guess what happens when I finish the job? I love this. We just, we did a, a $12,000 saw job. And, uh, I remember it was now we're talking 6,000 or no, actually, cause it was a third, a third, a third. I forget what the price was, was like 4,000 bucks or whatever was the final payment. One of these NFL players. And, uh, I remember we got done. I sit there, get a sip of water, get my phone out, charge card on file. Bam, the job's done. I'm not, I wasn't waiting on, you know, my customer to come home and give me a check. I had the control at that point because I had their card on file and obviously I had the integrity. I'm only ever going to charge it when committed to. But anyway, it was a game changer for me. And so as I look ahead to the future and as I talk to so many uh, small business owners, uh, it's shocking to me the guys that are like how I used to be that are still checking cash, you know, collecting money the old school way. Guys, there's technology out there. It's called a CRM, customer, was CRM? Customer Relations Manager. I forgot for a minute. <laughs> Customer Relations Manager. And uh, Jobber's the one that uh, we use. Uh, and they were actually our first sponsor on the show. So you always hear Marty say, support our sponsors. You know, support our show by supporting our sponsors. They were the initial pioneers. They contacted me and they're like, hey, would you, we'd like to sponsor your show. I was like, sweet. So anyway, that's the one that I've been using for years. And it is so convenient because I just, I put all my customers, I put their email address, I put their phone number in there. I put uh, their card on file. And then first of the month for lawn maintenance, you just charge the card on file. Bam, you're paid for the month. And then jobs that are larger, if it's going to be multiple payments, and I know it's another conversation for another day, whether you want to do 50% deposit and 50% when you're done, or you want to do 33% deposit, 33% when you get started, 33% when you get done. Or if you're out in California, you got all kinds of laws out there. But nevertheless, once you have the card on file, it's simple. You just card, charge their card on file. You perform the service with excellence, do what you committed to do, and then you charge the card. So when I say billing best practices, I think the companies that are doing it best in residential, now commercial is a whole nother animal because a lot of those are, uh, they pay with check. It's just the way they do it. And they have 90 day terms and all that. So we're, we're not going to get into the commercial billing situation uh, in this show because it's a whole nother animal. But in the residential world, the best practice is to get a CRM, get a customer relations manager. I'll put the link to Jobber. You can try that one for free. Just just try it out and see what I'm talking about. You, you, it's completely free. They don't even, I don't think they ask for your card to try out. I think you can just get in there and just start tinkering around and see if you like it. And then obviously if you want to sign up for it, you got you to gotta sign up, but try it out, get a CRM 
and then get your customers, all their information logged into there and then begin to take their card on file. Now the big, this, uh, the problem that people will be like, well, Paul, the credit card thing will charge me, you know, two, three, 4%, depending on what your, your, your situation is. And that is very true. And you need to know your numbers and you need to implement that in the price. And so don't hold out and say, well, I'm not going to do that because then they're going to charge me 3%. And if I just get the check, then I'll get more money. Correct but you'll, you'll spend more of a headache chasing down those checks. And if you raise your price, price by, or you, you bake into your quote, the 3% for the credit card processing fees, then you, you, you don't, that, that's not an excuse not to do, not to take advantage of the CRM. Uh, you, you do, you don't want to lose out on that 3%. I think I've shared this on air before I was talking to the sod supplier, you know, this guy does millions a year, uh, supplying the sod farm, you know, the supplying the sod to us landscapers. And, uh, he was saying, I think he spent 70,000 last year on credit card processing fees. So when I go in there, he's like, Hey Paul, he's like, you can pay with the check or if you pay with your card, it's, uh, we have to add a 2.9% fee, um, to your, to your bill. And so, you know, I'll pay him with a check, uh, but that's a little bit different of a story. He's providing a pro, you know, he's providing a job material, but when you're providing a service, you don't want to do that. Just go with the card on file, go with the card and just bake that 3% into their price. And uh, I'm telling you, it is nice to wake up on the first of the month grab a cup of coffee, sit in front of my computer and uh, charge my customers cards on file, make sure everything is, is set for the month. And then when I do a job to just email my customer the invoice and let them pay with a card and then bam, it, it's, it's done. Uh, the, it takes like a day or two for the money to transfer into my bank. And there's always an option too. Like if you want to pay, if you want the money instantaneously, you can, but they take like a little bit of a fee. So I just, I don't want to do that. I want to just, I'll wait the one overnight business day or two days. Sometimes if it's like on a weekend and the, then the money's in my checking account. And so I really think that's the best way to do it guys is don't be chasing down a check for Mrs. Stewart waiting for her to get home or, you know, the, my other customer, I did that side job and it was a month, the checks in the mail. She's hounding me. When are you coming? When are you coming? And I'm like, you haven't sent the check. Yeah, we did. It's in mail. It must've got law, blah, blah, blah. And then find out, no, that her husband had it in a pile on the desk. And so all that stuff can be avoided guys. And, uh, if I could, uh, sit down with myself a long time ago, I would have said, Paul, get you a CRM, put all your customers, you know, it might take a whole day, you know, maybe on a rain day, put their, their address in there, their phone number, their email, get every single one of their cards on file. It will email them and you can, um, have them set up, uh, the card on file and that, you know, you just, you got to do it once, but once you do it, you're set unless let's say their expiration date, it changes, um, you know, their card expires and they get a new card or sometimes, you know, something happens to someone's card and they, they get reissued a new card and that expiration date, uh, changes. I have run into that issue where I'll go to charge my customer's cards. Now that my customer's a multimillionaire, I know they got the money in the account and then it comes back declined. Um, sometimes it gives you a little, 
little reason why, but normally it just says declined. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. So I, then you have to text them and, and, and I just said, Hey, you know, so-and-so, um, we want to run your card today for $400 for, you know, the, the service for this month. And, um, it said the card, you know, I, I say it really, really, uh, professionally, but uh, then they come back and say, Oh my gosh, Paul, so, so sorry. We just got a new card. Um, call me when you have a minute and I'll give you the new number. So it's as simple as that. And, um, so that is one thing to um, consider is, is those expiration dates do change. So you got to stay on top of all of that. But uh, that's the way to go, guys. Get your customer's card number, get it on file uh, for those of you who are maintenance and, and then charge it at the beginning of the month. Um, if you're going to you know, be in Georgia, uh, there's two ways that the guys do it down here. Okay. One way, and this is, I would say, less than common. It's what they do in the fancy schmancy neighborhoods where, where there's the million dollar homes. It's, it's the common practice in those neighborhoods, but in the rest of Atlanta market, they do it a different way. But anyway, in those neighborhoods, it's year round service. So, uh, September 1st, let's say the accounts $400 a month, then you'll charge that $400 a month, October, November, December, January, February, all, all year round. Uh, they get the same price and you're not going to do as much in January and February when the grass is dormant. You don't have any grass to, to blow, maybe a little bit of leaves, but you're doing pruning. Then in the summer, you're there more, but it's just, it's easy for them to set their card on file at the same rate and just explain on the front end, we'll be there more, you know, in the summer, less in the winter, but we'll just, we'll space it out to where we charge you the same every month. And uh, they really like that. Uh, it's just simple and it's easy to remember. The other way to do it is for guys, especially here in Atlanta, some guys will start in March and they'll go through the end of November or the end of December and they won't charge for January or February. Uh, but in that case, you know, you just have their card on file and then January, February, you don't charge their card, but the other months, you know, you have the rate. It's whatever your price is, 250 a month, 400 a month, and you charge that on, you know, the first of the month or some companies might do the fifth of the month. I, I like the first of the month. I like to get all my money on the first of the month and then stick to my Dave Ramsey budget. Don't go blow it uh, on stupid stuff, but uh, really have a plan for every penny in there and uh, make sure it lasts you for the month and that you're setting money aside for taxes and savings and the, you know all that stuff. But uh, get paid fast, folks by using a CRM. So Marty's going to put the link. If you guys want to try Jobber, uh, they're offering a free trial. Uh, click on the link in today's show notes and uh, that will send you over there. It, everything's already baked into where you'll be uh, set with, uh, I think it's 20% off they're going to get for Green Industry Podcast listeners and uh, you'll get a 14-day free trial as well. So click on the Jobber link in today's show notes. I hope that helps and uh, I'll share more stories uh, uh, situations of the slow payers and no payers uh, for your entertainment another day. But uh, I hope that uh, there's no one still using the cash and check only plan. If you're servicing residential customers, guys, we need to get a CRM. We need to be collecting card payments and we need to be baking that 3% credit card processing fee into our price. And uh, maybe you need to raise those prices. Check out the rate increase letter as well. It's only 20 bucks and that will uh, explain uh, to your customers why you're raising your price in a professional way. And uh, that letter has been very successful as well. So take a glance at today's show notes, get yourself the rate increase letter, get yourself the free trial of Jobber and uh, see if that's the CRM for you. Appreciate you listening. We'll be back soon.